But you got to be scarce with it. You got to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are live. Why don't you uh, lay something down for us while I'm setting this up? What's up, Alice? You know what time it is. Welcome, welcome. You are just in time, my dear. Why isn't that letting me? I got this. Uh, we're here to talk about the original Mac Daddy, the OG. The actual original Mac. No Mac prior. Yeah, they're really where the 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 original Mac. I mean, that's how you really say. If you didn't know, Alice, the the word Mac like verb noun <laughs> you know uh okay it, it comes from machiavelli who's who we're here to talk about um i'm still setting this up and i just spilled my coke uh-oh don't spill your coke that's coca-cola Um, freestyle over this bill. Go, go, go. Um, um, you got it. <laughs> no? Alright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. easier for me to do this on my phone real quick. Just bear with know. us, Alice. Neef, uh, DJ Neef's got, got some stuff to lay down for you. 
Heat it up again. Eight times speed. <coughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We are gathered here today to talk about The Prince by Niccolo Machiavelli. Um, the guy that he wrote this book for, the guy it's dedicated to, never read it. Uh, what was it? Lorenzo, Lorenzo di Medici. I never, yeah, yeah, that's right. Who was a huge, apparently a huge figure in history. <clears throat> yeah. Why didn't he read it? I don't know. How do you know he didn't read it? I, I read that, that he oh. didn't read it. Oh. <laughs> Type shit. Um, I mean, I imagine if you were a, a ruler of any type and some dude who you had had imprisoned under um, accusation and then tortured and then released, wrote you a big long thing about how you oh, country. I didn't. I didn't know that context. Yeah, and actually, I'm not sure if he was the one that did that to him, but I think it was. It, it was in the all in that country. I, I did some background. The copy I had had a big intro, not a huge intro, but it had a big history and a write-up on mm. the context of what had happened. And that's why it ends up being the type of book that it is, which, you know, I'm going to go ahead and give Alice the, the heads up that this isn't our standard type of book to read because it's almost like it's almost like the art of war where it's written in like standards or I guess mm -hmm. that was stanzas or whatever that term is you know different yeah there's, there's absolutely no dressing to it there's it's so very, many very to the point yeah it's, it's got many many chapters but that's because some of them are just a page yeah you know so yeah, some, yeah yeah it's um it's it's really interesting um it's part this was um, a more popular thing to do um back when this was made um and prior there was a genre of books they called them mirrors for princes and it was instruction manuals like this i wonder if you could consider the art of war something like that actually but um the uh that, that that's a that you know there's that's almost like um self-help books nowadays when you see the self <laughs> oh my god they're just ancient self-help yeah. books you're right yeah, it's, it's this ancient self-help book but like for nobles and rulers like not for like yeah. peasants you yeah. don't get one they no like help. this is this, this <laughs> is applicable only if you're ruling a country <laughs> yeah it really is I mean, I mean, no, it's not. I mean, you can translate it to, uh, you right. can translate it to business, kind of like reading um, Iceberg Slim's Pimp. It right. is or, very, or the art of war. 
it just has like concepts that you can translate into business or just your day-to-day life as well. Yeah. It's a very um, quotable book. Yeah. That's why it was easier to look up quotes than go dig, you know, grab my copy of it. I was going to go grab it out of my um, bag, but I said, you know what? I'm just pull up some quotes because it'll be easier to do that than try to thumb through and find different stuff. Um, Some yeah. of it's very obvious, but it doesn't make it bad. It's just, you know, it makes it seem like it's not that interesting. It doesn't really, you know. So some of the quotes are a little more, you can bounce them around a little more, if you will. So um, I, I was also doing just a little bit of like history about Machiavelli and this this book was like and Machiavelli himself were some of the first people in concept to separate ethics from politics because before that there's the two things were like tied together where it's like your politics have to be ethical which makes sense right but his thing is as a ruler maybe you don't want to do what's best for the world and this it's kind of it's kind of a it's it's an interesting yeah. book because there's an argument to be made that it's like it's it's like it's kind of diabolical right yeah some of the stuff in it was very <clears throat> revivalist it kind of reminded me of some of the tundra thought i'd talk about where it's like look if we had to be cold and completely incompassionate to everybody outside the inner circle this is how we'd have to be and i guess the idea with a better governing system or a better leader is you know when you one who can be the people can relate to them and i guess he's kind of saying look to run a country then you don't have to be able to relate to them as long as you can rule them yeah you know which has been shown to be true in history i mean there's countries that still run they got it's not fun to live there but they still run they still exist yeah i mean there's also like um if your goal is your preservation as and your 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 place where you are then then like it's not necessarily obvious that you do the ethical thing right in that case so it's it's where the um it's kind of like uh where the philosophy of necessary evils come into play right well yeah it's like if like we don't have to worry about the threats they were worrying about literally the family i think it was the medici family had gotten overthrown and then came back in the power you know and so I think when they got overthrown, I think that's how it worked out. So you got a lot of feudal stuff going on. We don't conceive that the same way because we don't, you know, we don't live in that kind of era. We don't have to worry about this other country is going to take us over tomorrow, maybe, you know, on the real, you know, it's like, it's not a bunch of soldiers with pikes at the city gates, you know, kind of shit. So, and have been there for six months throwing cows over the walls. Right. Who's going to, you know, they, one of them, we might have a new king. <laughs> you know, yeah. I hope he's cooler than this last dude, you know. 
yeah 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 it's just so flighty like empires right. rise and fall so, so we i guess you know we don't <clears throat> like there are like you know underdeveloped countries but we don't see the level of um like changeover that used to occur right. like yeah, my, and- like minor politics minor changes all right. over the place well that's the thing that's is- why because of machiavelli's approach to ruling uh, you know separating well in politics i mean because politics definitely don't have to be ethical now no certainly not i mean well ethics it, based, can be based on opinion though and the thing is is what you end up having is when you have a government that forces ethics on people you know and you got to think ethics have changed over time right you know, back then it was ethical. A whole lot of, you know, beheading people might have been ethical. Now we don't consider that to be be a practice of ethics, even if right. we have capital punishment. You know, but so it also has to do with the people you're ruling. You know, so it's kind of one of those like, well, it was a different time, which is one of those excuses I, I never really like to go to with things because it's kind of an easy cop-out on a lot of stuff. I, I like to, you know, go a little deeper, but it that's kind of how it is. I mean, it was a it was a different time and place. So he was saying, look, you know, if you want to not get taken back over again, <laughs> if you don't want to get right. thrown out of power. Yeah, and I mean, and that ultimately you know, leads to a lot of order in your kingdom, right? If you have a right. level of stability. So it does benefit people. Right, you know, and that's, you know, but we're talking about a monarchy. Yeah. So when we we live in a a republic where it's, you know, supposed to be based around your ability to grow as an individual and it's a democratic system or as, you know, democratic system. So everybody has a say or at least a representative or representative say, you know, so it's not it's our ethics can all we can all have different ethics. Whereas in a monarchy, if you got different ethics than the king, you might get hung. <laughs> Off with his head. <laughs> no Off with anymore. his head. Sorry, I know that's a triggering term, Alice. Um, oh, that was insensitive. That gave Alice PTSD just now. Oh, Jesus. Said that. Um, there's a, I like this part here. A prince ought to live amongst his people in such a way that no unexpected circumstances, whether of good or evil, shall make him change. Because if the necessity for this comes in troubled times, you are too late for harsh measures and mild ones will not help you, for they will be considered as forced from you and no one will be under any obligation to you for them. So what he's saying is, let like actually know what your ideals are and stand by them don't let good things or bad things sway you from your moral compass you stand with your people but they have to know who you are yeah you know you're not necessarily you're making a you're making an example to your people yeah you know it's um you're basically saying i am how you should strive to be and if you don't do that, it's, it's you know, then the, they don't feel obliged, if you will, to 
follow your commands. Yeah. There's um there was another quote that I saw that provided me similar to what he was saying with that. It was a real simple. Um can you find that one about um telling the truth too? About people telling the truth around you? Oh, that that was the he who wishes to not not what you're asking, but um, a moment ago, he who wishes to be obeyed must know how to command. And that's mm -hmm. kind of a quick way of saying that. Um, let's see. Did I did I was I talking about it earlier? Um, yeah, yeah, you pulled it up earlier. He was oh, talking right. about flattery. Yeah, there, yeah. There is no other way to guard yourself against flattery than by making men understand that telling the truth will not offend you. Mm -hmm. I think that one's really important. Is yeah. If you if the people around you are afraid to tell you the truth, you're in serious trouble. Right, and I like that he uses the term flattery in a negative light. Yeah, I mean, it it, 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 it very is often negative. is a negative thing because it's like it's not the truth. Right. Right. And it's like yeah. there are there are examples of courtesy, which is why we have flattery. So right. it's like, does this dress make my butt look big? Right. Like, that's um like, oh, you look very nice and I, oh you flatter me. Yeah. You know, how flattering. Yeah. You know, it's not necessarily yeah. bad example. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. And yeah. What he's uh, saying is you're guarding yourself against that. Because if you're yeah. rolling, you don't need yes, man. Right. No, you absolutely don't. You want a counsel that will tell you when you're fucking up. Right. And and in life, a lot of people, especially nowadays, people um don't really feel comfortable with accepting the truth. I think it's because people would rather accept <laughs> their their own ideas about themselves and accept how they think other people view them rather than <clears throat> hear it from them. Right. Yes. I, I don't know. I guess what I'm saying is people live in fantasy worlds and don't want to live in reality all the time. And I'm definitely guilty of that too. Well, nobody likes Sometimes. to be told they were wrong. Just like I was talking about the other day to somebody that it hurts people really bad when they find out they've been tricked. Yeah. Yeah, And then it hurts them sure. real bad again when you point that out to them. Even if you don't directly say, hey, haha, you got tricked. But if you bring something up that relates to that or reaffirms the truth that they found out that affirmed that they were tricked, then it's offensive to them. They can feel offended by it or feel that's attacked by you. That's kind of how I feel about organized religion. Right. It's like got tricked for a really long time. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And it sucks. Yeah. It's like generational mm -hmm. trick. <laughs> um, there's a part here. Um, and this speaks to he. Um, he Machiavelli also talks about how as a ruler, it's better to be feared than loved if you have to pick between the two. Um, uh, yes. And he that's, has a whole, that is a whole conversation now. I itself, think I'll you know? see the quote right here. 
because he goes really deep into that. That's funny. I think I pulled up what you're talking about. Um, but here we have uh, men ought either to be well treated or crushed because they can avenge themselves of lighter injuries of more serious ones. They cannot. Therefore, the injury that is to be done to a man ought to be of such a kind that one does not stand in fear of revenge. And that, I guess what he's saying there is there's no half measures. It's like right. if you're going to do something. Yeah. There's do no it. point there if, if it's punishment, you know, and it's injury, if your point is injury, then it, that it's not an, an effective injury if they can retaliate. Right. There's no, you know, you didn't, your point wasn't made. So it's, you know, it's basically saying there's, he's, he's, he's he makes a lot of statements where, it's like, look, if you do this, there's no room for error. You should have no room for fault by, you know, extending that. But it's like, um, this is what I was thinking you were talking about, which might be part of that same one. He says it's, it's, it's much safer to be feared than loved because love is preserved by the link of obligation, which owing to the baseness of men is broken at every opportunity for their advantage. But fear preserves you by a dread of punishment, which never fails. Mm. And it's interesting that he uses those two as opposites, which is something I've always done as, you know, said fear is the opposite of love, not hate. And it kind of cracks me up that, he's using that here but he's saying it's safer to be feared yeah not necessarily better it's kind of odd yeah it's it's, it's putting it in a positive light <clears throat> even though it's not necessarily saying a better thing. yeah he talks about several different methods of doing it and there's not necessarily one way you would lead it it's like you would lead a nation around the circumstance in which you came into power around the circumstance of what is happening. Right. And it's like, he's like, there's no one thing. There's no one path. It's like, here's what you do in this instance. Here's what you do here. And he's like, it, the things he says are very much like, and this is why you do it. And something I find really interesting about him is Every time, every chapter, every example, every, every um, rule has a lesson or a, a example associated with it. He always brings up an instance of where someone fucked up or did well. And like, it, uh, like he's yeah. always citing history as yeah. a, it's very historic, up. which is why it's not for it's not. For a lot of people, it might not necessarily be the easiest kind of read because it's not it's not a novel, you know. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. very, uh, it is definitely very instruction manual. Yeah, it's it's what you said. It's a self help book <laughs> for um, princes, I guess. Uh oh, maybe I should sit down with Busyfoot on the chalkboard and start. <laughs> this is this will be his bedtime story. <laughs> <laughs> 
there's a specific part that uh, I had, and I thought I bookmarked it. I'm having trouble finding it. Oh, I found it. I found it. Okay. Yeah, this is probably my favorite quote in the whole book. This is great. A wise man ought always to follow the paths beaten by great men and to imitate those who have been supreme so that if his ability does not equal theirs, at least it will savor of it. Let him act like the clever archer who designing to hit the mark, which yet appears too far distant and knowing the limits to which the strength of their bow attains, take aim much higher than the mark, not only to reach by their strength or arrow to so great a height, but to be able with the aid of so height and aim to hit the mark they wish to reach. In a non-wordy way, he's saying, follow the examples of great people, all the, the, um, the masters that have come before you, like take their lead. Don't reinvent the wheel. Why do that? And he's also saying, yeah, you're, well, your you're mark. not, yeah, not going to achieve greatness reinventing the wheel. And even if you don't achieve the greatness above those people, you're still going to emulate the same pathway that they did, which you're still going to achieve a, a greatness because what you're, what you're leveling yourself at is already so great. Mm-hmm. So you need to shoot above. You need to shoot for the unattainable. Yeah. And because it- if, you, if you miss it and you get just underneath it, which the, is the barely attainable, that's, that's what great men do. Yeah. Or people, excuse me. Right. If you shoot it straight up into the air and just aim for the heavens, it's going to go pretty fucking far. Well, not straight up, but like, uh, well, but if you get it straight up with no wind, it might come back and land on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't shoot it straight up. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. In order to achieve, you know, what you want to achieve, aim way higher of it. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like um, in um, in like professional fighting and like uh, martial arts, they teach you to punch through things. Mm-hmm. Um, not to, you're not trying to hit something, you're trying to hit through it. Right. Um, your your target. You're using all of your effort to try and put your hand entirely through <coughs> that person's face, like just. <laughs> well, the idea is is the muscle memory motion is there, and your target should not be their nose, because that'll make you want to pull. The target is the back behind their head, because your full extension would end up back behind their head. Uh, I see what you said. Of course, they're going to go back. <laughs> yeah. Probably. If you if they don't block it. So, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, and that's, you know, that's the idea of force, and that's hard style versus tournament style. Hmm. Um, yeah. It's funny. Well, <laughs> I guess let's talk about the pop culture. Of Machiavelli like we talked about Mac but like he's it looks like he's got he's a popular guy 
Yeah. The people toss around the term Machiavellian to describe um, people or characters. And it's like he, he had a, he's like, I don't know. Has he always been this popular or is this like a new hipster thing? Well, that's the thing. Um, <laughs> I want to see, actually, you know, I can find out. That's an easy thing to chart, actually. Don't they have like, um, you can look at the etymology of a word and like see its popularity over time? Well, that's the thing is, I'm trying to look it up because I know the first, pop culture reference I know of of Mac is Return of the Mac. It's an old movie. And that's where but Oh, I found it. Oh, dude, that's hilarious. A confident, successful man who has many sexual characters. Let's look at An individual skilled in the art of seduction. Yo, look at that. Okay, I got to show Alice and Neath this. All right, Alice, look at this. This is crazy. All right, can you see that, Neath? Uh, it's, it's taking a second. Hold on. Let me... This is the word Machiavellian. Well, maybe that makes sense because it's like the, the coinage, but maybe like, I wonder if I search Machiavelli, what would come up? Can you see what I'm looking at? Yeah. Wow. That's definitely Return of the Mac. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's interesting. I'm going to try... Let's, let's do. Okay, so we also have a huge surge in his popularity between what's this year right here? 1980, basically. Wait, 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 wait. more specifically, 1978. <laughs> Is when the usage of the word Machiavelli really uh, fucking yeah, took off. That might have been when the movie came out. Let's see. Because it was also a song. Yeah, but that's who they're all talking about in pop culture. Is that what that's? What well, um, So what if I just type in Mac? Well, it's probably... I know it was a song. Yeah, it was also a movie. Is Mac M A C? Is that how you spell that? M A C K. M-A-C-K. Which... Google don't like that. So what are you doing? Oh, wow. That movie was actually based on Frank Ward. Who was a uh, American drug, uh, African American drug dealers and pimps at the time? The Ward brothers, him and his three brothers. 
Neve, look at this. It doesn't make any sense. Neve, what the fuck? Look at this. It's picket. That's other stuff. Like, that can't just be from that. Like, it's Google. Yo, know, I know, but it's just so funny. This is like, what, what, what were they talking about in between 16? What were they talking about right here? <laughs> 1671 to fucking 1691. And then they stopped. They just dead stopped. Like, no. Was that when, yeah. Was like, that no. when he was alive? No. He was, yeah. uh, when was Machiavelli alive? It was 1500s. Fourteen sixty nine to fifteen twenty seven. This is like two hundred years after him. So now, that's funny. Well, I, I wonder what they were talking. What what usage of the word Mac they were using in uh, the late sixteen hundreds, and then they fucking stopped completely. Like, at least according to Google, it's not like uh you know it declined. Over time, they're just like dead. No, all the way up, steady, just rode for like fifty years. Yeah, just rock the fuck off. Like, eh. <laughs> that was funny. Um, he references so like a lot of rulers throughout time, and some of them he praises, and some of them he just really shits on, which is funny. It's just like, fuck this guy. There's another part I really like. Yeah. Yeah, this one, I just, I don't know what I think about this. It's just a... It says that uh, uh, he who is the cause of another becoming powerful is ruined because that predominancy has been brought about either by astuteness, by else, or else by force. And both are distrusted by him who has been raised to power. I don't really know what that means. Read it one more time. He who is the cause of another becoming powerful is ruined. Because that predominancy has been brought about either by astuteness or else by force. And both are distrusted by him who has been raised to power. So the person that is responsible for another person's rise to power is ruined because either that rise to power was done because they put them there, which puts, which you're putting yourself below another person in the first place, or it was taken by force and you're ruined in that instance. And the person above you is not going to trust you either way because a person who's in power, who's been put in power by someone below them is going to be thinking why or what's, that what do they want to gain from me being in power? What are, you know, like shit like that. 
And then if they took it by force, then they're going to be worrying about, okay, are they going to come back and draw and take the, you know, take the power back? Hmm. That's some real, uh, Kind of goes back to the yeah (laughs) some paranoid shit. (laughs) Well, it kind of goes back to the yeah. I mean, if yeah, dude, be paranoid for sure. I mean, you have to. I mean, he had knives at his back all the time, though. Yeah, I mean, you do. Yeah, if if you if you go around taking over territory, then people are going to expect you to be the kind of person they need to take territory from. Right. Oh, that makes sense. That's kind of like the idea, a lesson, an old blues man lesson to be learned from many years ago when it comes to significant others when you know if you take another man's woman that's probably how you're gonna lose her Hmm. you know now on that note i'll be back in a minute i'm gonna get some cookies i think we're done here anyway um we, we, I mean, it's a short book, and we, well, we ran the gambit, so. We, we, we did it. We were very Machiavellian about it. Yeah. In and out like a bandit. That's how we did it, damn it. Yeah. Oh, I guess, uh, hey, Neith, can I get a drum roll? Oh. It's not a drum roll, but it's a beat. for a drum roll. Bum, bum, bum. Burrito Hitchhiker's Guide. Nice. Yeah, I'm excited about this. It's going to be good. Well, Alice... Thank you for joining us this evening. It has been a, a good time. We learned about the Mac. The Mac. The OG Mac Daddy. The original. Uh, yeah, he was a he's a character. Um, you know. People debate that he might have been a psychopath. Like sociopath for sure. And you know, a lot of his and to be considered to be Machiavellian is not always like the best thing to be considered no oh, no no and no. yeah I, I, think, I guess maybe we should be clear since we did a book on this i don't uh like we did a book club on it i don't agree with all of what he says or right. even One most of, the, of it yeah he's very it's very i don't know how i feel about him yeah, it's there's there's logic in it when it comes to like it's kind of it's kind of like the art of war if you're not at war or having to defend something, it looks pretty harsh to you. But if you take it and you try to apply it to something like business or, you know, really driving to complete a project, you know, it's probably not the worst thing you could look at for a little bit of inspiration on being like, damn it, we're going to get this done. So, yeah. you know, and sometimes in history, we found that that's needed, you know. It's just things have to be tempered, Alice. 
And, you know, there might be an argument, too, that him teaching politicians to separate ethics from politics is not a good thing for people. There is also an argument to say that it is because you have to have stability and there's necessary evils. It's, um, it's not clear to me at least how to feel about Machiavelli. Um, but he is who he is and he's a part of history and he's a part of culture for sure. We looked at, he's very popular right now. He's more popular than he's ever been apparently. So the, the stock keeps rising. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Alice, uh, catch us, uh, actually catch us in two days with Harry Rooster. Um, that, that's going to be fun. See you.